What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you today by our friends over at BlueChewHotels.com. Grip six belts, untuck it, and of course, featured on the great streaming network Himalaya. Welcome to a new era of Panthers football as we are here, of course, to talk about the big news earlier in the week that the Carolina Panthers have signed Gerald McCoy, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked the other day, of course, about how he was in Carolina uh, discuss, or visiting with the team and discussing possibilities, and it sounds like the captains were there with McCoy as well and the team just, just as a big recruiting pitch. And you could tell McCoy just really, really liked the camaraderie already he liked just the the great team feeling of the Panthers and their culture it just seemed like it was a very easy decision for Gerald McCoy to sign with the Panthers we knew he was also having visits with the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens but ultimately he has decided on the Carolina Panthers um in fact, I just found this article here from Max Henson on Panthers.com. Basically talks about the story of the visit. And again, it just talks about uh, the, like I said, it was, it was almost like a recruiting pitch. Uh, the Panthers bringing McCoy into Carolina. It turns out it was his third, three, third free agent trip, excuse me, third free agent visit, and I guess in a way, third time's the charm. Um, they they basically made their pitch. Uh, Ron Rivera was there. A lot of the players were there. Just kind of spent the day with him, and really, like I said, it just seems like Gerald McCoy really enjoyed the team aspect of the Panthers. Just loved the culture, and I think you have to figure deep down inside a little bit of this decision probably has to do with the fact, too, that he gets to stay in the NFC South, which means he gets to face his former team, the Buccaneers, twice a year, as it turns out, of course, twice in the first six weeks of the season, the first coming in week two. So he doesn't have to wait that long to see the Buccaneers again. Of course, as we know, or as, as you could figure looking at the schedule, he will not actually return to Tampa Bay this year because, remember, the road game against the Buccaneers is the one that is in London in week six. The Thursday night week two game, of course, is at home. But he does still get to face his former team, which, of course, also means he'll get to see the player that the Buccaneers have given his old number 93 to, and that, of course, was Ndamukong Sue. Uh, so, you know, they, they won't necessarily come out and say it. You know, players are, are never like that in this league. But let's be honest, deep down... I think this played a pretty good factor in Gerald McCoy's decision to sign with the Carolina Panthers. And he, he talked about how he wanted to join a contender. Well, I definitely feel now that the Panthers are more of a contender. In fact, I just wrote about what the... Or the other day, I wrote about their chances in the division. And then I just wrote about the potential 3-4 alignment with McCoy in tow, and I definitely feel that, at the very least, the gap between the Panthers and the Saints is a lot closer 
than what than it obviously became last year. I mean, let's let's keep in mind that uh, this was a Panthers team that finished six games back in the NFC South in 2018, including um, well, of course, they ended up splitting against the Saints, but even still, a six-game gap is quite a bit to overcome. But the talent now that is there on this defensive front, I mean, you now add Gerald McCoy to a defensive line that you expect, and remember, we're talking the expected change to the 3-4. We now expect that front line, those front three guys, to be McCoy, Kwan Short, and Dontari Poe. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, I think, that those are your three best linemen. Those are the three you're going to run out. And really, that's a great group for a 3-4 front. I mean, you've got McCoy and Short, about 300, 315 pounds. And then Poe, of course, is almost 350. Poe is like your prototypical nose tackle. So he'll clog up the middle. Short and McCoy, they'll get after the quarterbacks. They'll... They'll do well against the run. Really, really like what the Panthers are going to sport up front. And then you got some pretty good depth now. You've still got Vernon Butler that you could rotate in there. They brought back Kyle Love. Uh, F.A. Obata should be mixed in there as well. So you've got some decent depth now at the at the front position. And then you look at the back four, you know, the linebackers. Obviously, you have Luke, Luke Keekley going to float around in there in the middle, and I think with Dontari Poe now in that nose to position and hopefully commanding double teams, that should allow Luke Keekly to run a little bit more freely. You know, not that he's had trouble wading through traffic in the past, but this very well could lead to him getting even more freedom to run around and make plays, and that's just going to boast the Panthers a lot more than they already have been. And then I wrote a bit about Shaq Thompson. I think Shaq Thompson now in this position, in this 3-4 change, is going to be really interesting because I think Shaq is pretty versatile enough that you can kind of play him almost anywhere in the middle of that defense. You can play them, I think, in one of those middle two spots, and you can play him on the outside, I think. I think he's uh, pretty well athletic. He's, he's well-equipped, I think to handle those different positions. But I think with the way the Panthers just have so many players that can either play on the outside or be like pass rush specialists, you could see Shaq in the middle quite a bit because you're going to have guys like uh, Bruce Irvin is going to be in the mix. You know, you signed him to get after the quarterback. You've got uh, Mario Addison, who's still performing well, even at his age. And oh, by the way, you drafted an edge rusher in Brian Burns in the first round. You're obviously going to let him get after the quarterback. Not to mention, you also have two guys that were drafted in the fourth round in each of the last two years that also look like they could be very good pass rush specialists in Marquise Haynes, the 2018 pick, and then Christian Miller, the 2019 pick. These are guys that, you know, while they're not equipped to be on the field every play or every down, especially a guy like Haynes, who's still a little bit undersized but could still get after the quarterback, this 3-4 scheme I think works really well for them because it allows them to be in that stand-up position and just get after the quarterback. You know, bring them, bring those guys in on third down and, and let them just, just attack the opposing quarterbacks. And then even outside of them, 
you've got two other linebackers that they drafted last year that I think a lot of us are going to be interested in how they're involved in the mix, and that's uh, Andre Smith and probably even more so Jermaine Carter. Carter, remember, got some playing time toward the end of the year due to a couple injuries at the linebacker position. So he got some experience as a rookie, and you know I think he plays pretty well in the middle there. We, we know he has that uh, leadership experience and that middle linebacker experience that he brought from him or brought with him from Maryland. So uh, he's going to be a bit of an under-the-radar guy that I think I'm going to be really interested in how the Panthers are going to utilize him. And then just in general, I mean, you've got – this just means you've got a lot of guys here that can either get after the quarterback or defend well against the run – You've got a lot of different possibilities here with this new 3-4 defense. And I think what this 3-4 defense is also going to do, not just in terms of, you know, maybe better positioning for a lot of these players, but I also feel that the pressure that this front seven is going to generate and the productivity that this front seven is going to generate should also take a lot of pressure off of the secondary. And that's obviously going to be key because we know there's still some question marks in that secondary. Um, you know, be it the safety position opposite Eric Reed, or, you know, how is Dante Jackson going to do in his second year? Can he avoid that sophomore slump? Can James Bradbury bounce back from what was kind of an up and down year last year, you know, so there's still some question marks, but I don't think they are now under as much pressure or under as much of the spotlight as they were just a few weeks ago, because you've got the big free agent now in Gerald McCoy, you've got the strong pass rushing ability from that front line and from that front seven. So all of that together, I think is just going to make, a much better defense for the Carolina Panthers, especially under the eye of Ron Rivera. And a much better defense, as we know, makes the entire team that much better. I mean, it's the classic saying, the best offense is a good defense. Well, you could certainly argue the Panthers are going to boast that now. It's now going to be up to the offense to kind of rise up or continue to rise up to that level. You know, can Cam Newton stay healthy? Can Christian McCaffrey continue the role that he's been on? And if all of these pieces come together, you're looking at a strong playoff contender in the Carolina Panthers, a team that I think should win no less than 10, maybe even 11 games, uh, especially with the easy, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the relative easy strength of the first half of the schedule. Because remember, they really don't get into the meat and potatoes of their division until the second half of the season. You know, you do play your two games against Tampa Bay, but really the big time comes in the second half when you have both games against the Falcons and both games against the Saints. So you've got some pretty... And, I mean, you know, it's hard to say easy because you never know what these teams are going to be like. But, you know, to have teams like 
the Buccaneers and the Cardinals back-to-back weeks after you play the Rams. And, you know, you're, you're playing the Titans who, you know, they're still a, a tough team to figure out. The Jaguars, how, how much are they going to be improved even with the addition of Nick Foles? You know, this defense, the quicker they come together and the stronger they come out of this first half really is going to help set the tone for that second half. They really need a strong first half like they did last year. And obviously they want a better second half than they did last year. But I'm, I, I really think that this is one of those types of moves that is going to help the Panthers get back over the hump. You know, it's, it's going to be one of those moves. And I think we could be looking at one of those seasons where they're going to show that the 2018 season was a fluke, you know, to go, you know, cause we're not used to the Panthers finishing with losing records like they did last year at seven and nine. And I think, and really it's, it's not like it would have taken much to get back to their winning ways. I mean, you know, just two more wins puts you back in, in a winning season. And now even before McCoy, some of the additions you made, and the fact that you have Cam Newton healthy gets you back in that winning mode. Now that you've got McCoy in a position, by the way, that this team has long invested a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy. This is the position we know that they've been hitting hard over the last few years. And now I think you're finally seeing it come to fruition with the signing of Gerald McCoy. I mean, you look around the rest of the NFL, you would be very hard-pressed to find a stronger defensive line group than you would with the Carolina Panthers. Yes, you have the Rams, who have probably the best defensive player in the NFL in Aaron Donald, but as a whole, you could argue that the Panthers' defensive line now is right up there with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, to have guys, you know, to have three guys like Short, Poe, and McCoy staring across from you on the defensive line, I mean, that's scary. That That's going to be an intimidating group for any offensive line, even one, even when you get to week one, one as pretty solid as the L.A. Rams, who have taken a step back because, you know, whether they've lost some pieces or the group is aging a little bit. This is definitely going to help close the gap, not just in the NFC South with the Saints, but I think in the entire NFC, particularly, you know, the defending champs. And obviously, we go back to that week one game and we go back saying, hey, this is a great opportunity for the Carolina Panthers to show that they're back in the class in the NFC you know, to show that last season was a fluke. Well, now here you go. Now you're in a much better position with Gerald McCoy. Now you're in a position in week one to really get after that Rams offensive line, really get after Jared Goff, really get after Todd Gurley against a team that's going to be making the cross-country trip. This game now, as I sit here in the beginning of June, this game to me in week one now looks a lot closer than it did when the schedule came out in April. I, I think the Panthers are a lot closer to the Rams than I think some people may be 
willing to consider or, or may have thought uh, just a few short weeks ago. And we all know that week one always has those weird moments, those WTF moments, you know, where, say, a, t- a team that you don't expect to beat this, another team wins that game. You know, you it's one, you know, you always have one of those games you look back and say, how did this team beat that team on that day? This could very well, very well be one of those games. You know, the Rams are likely going to go in as pretty good favorites. But I would not count out the Carolina Panthers at this point. I think you could very well go into this game, or you could very well be coming out of this game stunned because the Carolina Panthers just won that game. Obviously, there's a lot of time to go, but the odds of the Panthers winning this game are a lot better than they were a few short days ago. Before we continue on here, I, of course, want to take a few moments to thank a lot of our great sponsors here at the Locked On Network. Of course, starting with our friends over at BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. So blue like the color blue, bringing you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know that they work extremely well. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you could be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. Blue Chew, of course, is not just for guys who can't perform. It's great for any guy who just wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, most guys talk about a good game, but if you're one of those one-and-done, Blue Chew can help you with your follow-through for round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, there is no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy, and who doesn't love saving money? And speaking of money, we can help you save some money. We've got a special deal for you guys. BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the promo code MLB. All you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. That's all you got to pay. The prescription itself is free. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code MLB. And you can try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, of course, shout-outs to a couple of our other good friends, Hotels.com. Hey, don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own today with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And our friends over at Grip6. Ultra lightweight. No holes. No flaps. Great Father's Day gift. All you got to do is go to grip6.com slash lock. That's G-R-I-P, the number 6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. Grip6.com slash lock. And, of course, shout out to the Himalaya app that's been doing a great job streaming the podcast network here. It is free. It is very easy to use. It has every podcast that you love or are searching for. You can make your own playlists or have playlists created for you by our expert podcast 
or taste makers, excuse me. You have themed collections of shows to help you with your podcast discovery, which means you can find anything from comedy to mystery to thrillers or podcasts like these, The Sports Channel. You could follow your favorite shows and listeners. You can like them. You can comment on them. Thumbs up. And you can make episodic shareable playlists. You can build your own podcast playlist by the episode and customize it just like a playlist we would for songs and share it through social media, text, email, all that good stuff. All you got to do is find and download the Himalaya on the app or Google Play Store. That's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And of course, if you're there, don't forget to follow the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Panthers Podcast. So to kind of wrap things up here, I, I just think the excitement is through the roof for Panthers faithful. There, there's no doubt that them landing a big-time free agent like Gerald McCoy ha- has to have you fans thinking playoffs, maybe Super Bowl again. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to say the sky's the limit, but there is now a lot of potential, I think, with this Panthers defense. I'm really, really excited now to see how this new 3-4 look happens, if they're going to bring in some hybrid looks. There's just a lot to be excited about, I think, with with this Panthers defense, with the addition of McCoy. And like I said, it all starts week one. I really think the Panthers are going to come out week one and really start to surprise some people. The key now is the offense, like we talked about before. If Cam Newton can stay healthy, this team has a lot of potential. You combine a... It's almost like what we saw with the Saints over the last couple of years. You combine an explosive offense with a top-notch defense, and you're looking at a really strong playoff and potentially Super Bowl contender. And I think the Panthers are in a good position as far as kind of flying under the radar. Not many are going to be talking about them because everybody's obviously talking about the Rams. They're talking about the Saints. They're talking about the Eagles. uh, The Packers a little bit. But not too many people right now are talking about the Panthers. But I think in due time, that's going to change. And the Panthers could very well be looked at as Super Bowl contenders. In fact, I'm going to try, I'm going to check right now what the odds are for the for the Super Bowl. We'll go to Odd Shark, see if we have updated Super Bowl 54. Don't know this was updated. Doesn't look like, doesn't look like this was updated because this is from April. But, um, if we go to CBS Sports, this at least was from May 7th. Uh, the latest odds they had, 2020 Super Bowl odds. And again, this was from maybe about a month ago, so obviously this might have changed. But the Panthers at that time, about a month ago, were 60-1, to 1, tied with the Jaguars. You have to figure now that those odds are a lot better now than they were 
a month ago or even as early as last week. Uh, here, VegasInsider.com, uh, their latest post, or at least the latest link from the search, had the Panthers at 50 to 1. So still pretty well down there, but like I said, I think that's a position the Panthers might like as far as kind of flying under the radar, and then they are going to surprise a lot of teams. Still pretty crazy to see, though, the Cleveland Browns, how high they are on some of these Super Bowl odds. I mean, this list here that I just said the Panthers are 50 to 1, the Browns are 14 to 1 odds. The only... The only teams ahead of them are with better odds are the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Saints. And you know, even if you look at the AFC, Patriots, Chiefs, Colts, Chargers, they're all talking about those teams. So the Panthers are going to sneak up on a lot of teams and a lot of fans and media in due times. And it's going to be very fun to watch, I think. So definitely interested to watch that. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe that we are getting close to the dead time. I mean, we're still in the middle of OTAs. I believe next week is the mandatory minicamp. And then we've got the dead time until training camp, which the schedule should be coming out soon. But uh, Or the schedule for training camp. But... I mean, it's almost here. I mean, in a little over two months, we'll have preseason football. We'll have, you know, an actual game to talk about. And in just a little over three months, you know, only about 90-some days, the Panthers are on the field against the Rams for week one. So it is going to get here very quick. But as far as today is concerned, we're out of here. Thank you so much for joining me as always. Really do appreciate all the support. And until next time, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast, of course, on Himalaya or wherever you get your uh, listening pleasure. And like I said, always appreciate the support. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then. Take care, my friends.